You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, it's Lurk. Thanks for checking out the Van Flip podcast. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to give us a rating and review and share us with your friends. You can follow the show on Twitter at Van Flip Podcast. Go ahead and shoot us a tweet right now. For all things hardcore and metal music and everything in between, check out LambGoat.com. Subscribe to LambGoat's YouTube page and you can watch all these episodes on video, get breaking news, and obscure metal content. And make sure you stay up to date by following LambGoat and our guests on social media. I put all the links together in the show notes. Support the podcast at Patreon.com slash The Van Flip. Each Patreon gets entered into our monthly giveaway, which we will announce next episode. And shout out to the Patreon supporters, Dylan, Lachlan, and Alec. Thanks for the love. On this episode of the podcast, we have Shane and Eli from the West Virginia metalcore band Curses, who are currently signed to Sharptone Records and who just released their sophomore album, Chapter 2. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is uh Oh no, Oh no, no, no. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What's up guys? How you doing? Hey How's it going, man? We're sitting here with Curses. Oh, yeah, we're curses. Eli, oh, yeah. <laughs> Eli, Eli and... I think we're curses. We're part of curses. That's all good. I'm, good. A, I'm Eli Fry. I'm Shane Cyrus, all the right. drummer. Eli and, and Shane. Vocalist yeah, and count. drummer. Members. <laughs> curses. And you know, when I was looking up stuff about you guys, um, I found that there were some other curses that, are, that were bands or artists or DJs or whatever. So does it get confusing when people are... You know, trying to search for you or trying to learn how learn about you guys, where there's not that much, you know, that they can find easily. Yeah, sometimes, especially when we first started with the name, there was several confusions because uh, there was no active artist named Curses. The only one we could find on Facebook, their last post was like five years ago. So we were like, okay, I think this is safe, and we solidified the trademark. That was one of the first things we did was made the name legally ours and then along the way other curses just have kind of showed up and there has been some confusion especially on spotify because you know when you use TuneCore or some outlet for spotify it doesn't check to make sure right it's the right curses or the right artist name so yeah and it definitely we've had some ahead, we've had some dj curses show <laughs> up before there is a i think he's a european dj so our American trademark doesn't count. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, dip- we've got Spotify pretty squared away, though. We, we're right. having a lot of trouble with Apple Music. Did we ever get that yeah, fixed? And, uh, uh, there's two different us curses on Apple Music. Our Party Monster cover we did is on its own curses artist page mm-hmm. still, and we're still trying to email their their bots <laughs> that they have and get that fixed. But uh, 
Amazon is still kind of messed up right now too. The new Amazon music platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it does we've take- got a lot of curses that I've never heard of on our page. <laughs> We're getting the streams for, but it's not us. Yeah. It's definitely hard and difficult once you upload something like say through TuneCore or CD baby or whatever kind of distribution platform you're using to like fix any of those errors, you know, cause like, uh, I've, I've got some stuff on Spotify as well. A friend of mine also had some stuff, uh, uploaded to Spotify under his, you know, artist name or whatever. But, uh, mm-hmm. it was also like a Spanish, kind of like merengue salsa artist. So <laughs> it took him like two years of going back and forth with whomever to finally separate the two. And uh, I mean, it was the same name, but like there was a space in between. Yeah. The word the or something like that. Difference. Yeah. So it was very, yeah, I, very difficult. So yeah. I, I Spotify agree. especially has, has tricked me sometimes <laughs> where they have their release radar playlist where it, if you follow that band or artist, they will, show you the new material that just came out on this play, pre-made playlist. And I've had band names pop up where it's actually some DJ somewhere. Yeah. And I've seen other bands have the same problem. Like it happened to me about a month ago with Barrier. Mm, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you've heard of the band Barrier, but I, I follow them. I have on Spotify and it's a new Barrier song on your release radar. Check it out. And then I went to look and it was some like indie future pop artist yeah and i was Bar- like this is not bear because the metal barrier is not even a band anymore yeah that's what confused me i was like is barrier back like oh, well, yeah oh, man, i bet that was a letdown yeah it <laughs> hit me pretty hard yeah it's kind of difficult especially uh you know when bands come and go as easily as they do sometimes in this scene uh it's hard to keep up with all the names or what names have been taken in general yeah uh, but speaking of new material uh you guys basically uh released an album earlier this month uh through sharp tone and it was uh it's like your second i believe it's your second full-length album that i could yep. find and uh it it's uh titled bloom i know it's like some number chapter two bloom is that what it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah like we whenever we all started playing together like like years and years before curses even formed there was just a lot of member changes and we were in different bands and stuff and when curses finally came together and we were like okay well let's like Let's add a like kind of theme to it. That might be kind of cool. It's something a little bit different, and we were mm-hmm. like, we wanted to call them chapters. So yeah, like I mean, ever since we've been curses, we had chapter one introspect in 2017, and it released. It should have been honestly, that should have been released in like 20, late 2014 or 2015. But yeah. that was a there was that's, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then um yeah, it's just uh early early August we released Bloom and it's been doing really well. We're we're stoked on it and we're we still got more content coming on the way, like like uh we just uh released a guitar playthrough, it's about to come out and like um the change drum playthrough just aired like mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago and then all the other streaming videos and the music videos that we put out. I'm just trying to keep content rolling since yeah. we can't really play shows right now. Yeah, it's yeah. tough out there right now. Uh, is that something yes. that's on like a YouTube page, or is that through your website or a paywall or like Sharptone or? It's all on Sharptone's um, YouTube. On their, yeah, all okay. the videos on their yep. YouTube. Do you guys get any kind of kickback for that kind of stuff when, it, like, say, like you know, you get, granted this is uh, just being facetious, but say you get like a million a million hits on your drum playthrough or something like that, is, do you get any kind of kickback from that through Sharptone, or is that just like for the love? Well, um, just the way that we have our deal with Sharp Tone right now, um, it's just basically um, they they helped us out a lot, so we're going to be helping them out until until the yeah. we, we we meet that 
meet that quota, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pay that debt <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, um, basically. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. It's, it. Everyone goes through the same rigmarole. So before yeah. we get too far, I kind of want to jump back a little bit, like we were just talking about how the band got together, uh, just because you know, there, there's not a lot of interviews out that, I mean, there could be. I just couldn't find any in the last couple you know, days, weeks here. So um, just to kind of give everybody an idea of like how you guys came together, uh, you all live in a house right now. Uh, um, do you guys still reside in West Virginia? Yep. Okay. Yes. So you Princeton, got... West Virginia now. Nice. Nice. So you, is it an upgrade or a downgrade from where you were prior? <laughs> um, uh, uh, a little bit of... Bit of both, I don't want to speak like... for all of us, but I, I feel like it's it's an upgrade. Everybody had a a situation where we needed to move somewhere, kind of at the same time. It oh. all kind of synced up, and we were like, "Well, we found this house just in time. Well, it's... great deal. We just kind of threw it together and made it happen." Yeah, it's great. I th- I'd call it an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, because we've all moved around like for the past like six or seven years, probably. We, we've all like. We we've all lived in like three or four different places, like for each of us, and then now like we've like because we've talked about having a band house before, and like this, um, we finally found a landlord that will let a band <laughs> live yes. together, and like you know, and we got like we got five dogs in the house and a cat, oh, a bearded dragon. So like it's hard to find a like landlord that's cool with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, shout out to the landlord right now because that that yeah, is going true. on. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, like back to what you were saying. Like, I mean, I mean, it was an upgrade overall because I mean, we're really happy where we're at now. And so, how long? I mean, how long have you been living there? And how long have you guys not not necessarily living there, but how long before you guys, you know, got together? Were you doing other things like um, previous bands and whatnot, projects and stuff? Let's see, Shane. Um, you you go ahead because you, you started when you were fourteen. I mean, like I didn't know you. Yeah, like, whenever I, y'all. I played started. music with Davey for probably the longest time, like since I even started trying to drum, which was uh, what around two thousand nine, two thousand ten. It's hard to think that far back now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a decade. Uh, yeah, we played with with you know we would put together some small local bands, and then I think we picked up. Michael and Brandon. Everybody kind of came from different regions and different musical backgrounds, and we kind of had to sift out other people to find each other. Yeah, bands but, playing with with other bands, and then like I don't know people like, that you fuck with, and yeah. it's like okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in touch with these people, and then just slowly started coming along, I guess. And then whenever like whenever I I, I knew Brandon. Um, before I'd even heard of, uh, before I knew any of these guys, and Brandon joined a band that they were in, and I was like, "Oh, cool! My my good buddy Brandon just joined a new band. I'm gonna check him out." And then I would start going to shows and stuff, and then eventually I hopped along too, and and that's that was basically it. Like it was we, a long we gained and lost a couple members along the way, but um, like not not nothing with uh ending on bad terms or anything like that. Um, yeah, we don't have a bad band member story. Yeah, no, <laughs> not really. thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. But then, yeah, whenever it came together to the five of us, and we were like really wanted to solidify it, and we were like, okay, well, let's change our name, let's uh, rebrand ourselves, come up with something totally new, and. And uh, just hit it, hit it as hard as we can, really. Chapter one. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what influenced that the most. So have you guys always lived in West Virginia? Um, Michael lived in... Um, Are you all met within West Virginia? Like a, You're formed there. 
Yeah, the yeah. local scenes that we uh, were all affiliated with were in West Virginia, and then like any, it's like Michael was lived in Virginia, but it was literally like right at the border, basically like maybe yeah. half an hour from the border. I got gotcha. you. What's the uh, West Virginia is a, a weird place to have a band come from for the most part, especially not a, I shouldn't say a band because obviously there's a lot of music that does come out of that area, but. I guess like a heavier type band. Um, it's kind of rare that that happens. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's slim pickings, <laughs> especially recently. It's yeah, not I a would, lot of heavy around here. I can here. understand that. I mean, but I think the heavy scene is coming back. You know, I think there was a lull for a couple of years. Where you guys are are at in the uh, in your state, you 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 may be ahead or behind. You know. Uh, fads or or trends. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in Florida. But my area of Florida is slightly behind, say, like Orlando or Tampa or Miami. So we're not up to date as they are, but we're, you know, a little further along than some other places in Georgia or something, you know? Yeah, right. it's changing still. I feel like the scene, it, it comes and goes in waves in a yeah. lot of places. Like, you'll get hit with a lot of awesome bands in this Tri-Cities area or something. And then mm-hmm. things might die out. They might not. But they always come back. So what There's is, always something. So what is the scene like? For you guys when you're starting out like in West Virginia like just explain to you know anyone that would is curious as to how that is and because I would I assume it's more rural small town kind of vibes out there so yeah yeah a lot of our shows back in the day were playing in community centers and um, like um, recreation centers and basically just anywhere that we skate could rent parks. out and, and, and do because any venues that were yeah you know, skate parks any mm-hmm. venues around here like if you're not playing bluegrass or whatever else, then you can kick rocks. You know, <laughs> I would understand like, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of really good music like that's that's um that's come out of West Virginia, but it's just it's been short-lived bands all the time. Like there's I could I could go on forever naming bands that we played with or bands that I knew growing up. And, or lived around, or whatever that that I loved, and and were awesome, and and but it, it just it came to an end for them. And and there's still like a lot of really good music in West Virginia. There's a lot of really good bands. They just don't get the exposure that that they should, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, like honestly, there's different like sector. I mean, sure, I'm sure it's like this with every state, but like there's it's mostly small towns. There's a few what we call cities in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. For you guys, it would probably be called towns, but for yeah. us, they're, they're cities. And um, it's just uh, everywhere is a little bit different. Like I said, it's, it's probably like that in, in every state. But um, like up in northern um, West Virginia, there's Morgantown, which is where West Virginia University is, yeah. WVU. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of really good bands up there, but that's five hours from us, so we really don't really cross paths with those guys too much. Right. When we do, it's awesome, and there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of talent up there. And then down here, there's like, down here, there's a variety of stuff. Like, like there's our buddies, Fams and the Hooligans. Like, they're like Fams was a rapper, and then he added instruments to the mix. So like, they're still kind of like they're like a new metal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're really good. They're doing some awesome stuff. And um, there's like, I mean, there's there's a lot. And there's like I said, there's just a lot of variety. But mm-hmm. the only thing that sucks about the scene around here is like there's, I mean, kind of like I mentioned earlier, it's, there's still not a lot of places to play. Right. Like, there's been waves where we've got like a, a set of like five solid venues that will travel around West Virginia or like south southeast or southwestern Virginia. 
um, and play, and it and it'll just come in waves. Like there'll be a bunch of good venues, and then they'll get shut down. They kind of all die out at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's we're really what we're in the middle of right now. Like like there was like four good places within like two hours of playing, and they all got shut down like in the same like six months span. Which really sucks because they were awesome places and the the scene was getting built back up in in many genres, not even just metal. These were right, places right. that supported supported whatever and just like venues in general, music venues in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it, and, and uh, yeah, it's it sucks right now, especially with COVID that, too. I was about I mean, to say that that was kind of happening right before the pandemic even started. Yeah, so right before I had a chance to hope that these would pick back up, the wave would come back. Everything hit. And obviously, you know, everything yeah. was shut down for the longest time and all that. But now I'm, I'm waiting. Once everything picks back up, whenever that may happen, I'm just hoping we'll still catch that wave back up. And yeah. Some, it's very, it's, it's, it's definitely a very difficult time right now. And that's why I was wondering when you're saying the venues were closing and blah, 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 you know, et cetera. Uh, what, was it due to the pandemic and just the lack of, you know, resources that the venue could stay open with? But Sounds like it was kind of already on the lull beforehand. Yeah, so. I'd say the, the yeah, pandemic they actually had probably, nothing to do with COVID. Yeah, <laughs> that might have it dealt like the final blow was probably dealt by that yeah. to some of these venues. But yeah, it was already kind of happening like towards the end of last year, right yeah. as we were planning our release. We were like, where where should we go with this? This was back when we were still able to plan an album release tour, which we kind of <laughs> had to scrap. Put on the put on the back burner for now. Yeah, yeah, that is that that is a total bummer. Um, so speaking of you know your music and stuff like that, you guys are kind of one of the uh, quote unquote newer metalcore styled bands. Although you do have quite a a, a few different influences that uh, you know come out in the music the the musical styles that you guys play. What would you guys mm. consider yourself like? Are you a full on like just basic metalcore band or? Are you a new, uh, like a new metalcore band or like a gent metalcore? Because there's some gent in there and there's, you know, this and that. And I'm surprised there's not really a lot of country vibes in the music with you guys being from like an area that is pretty well known for that kind of like back. Yeah, back, it's, back it's kind of hard vibe. to think about. Yeah, like I went to the same college as uh, the fuck. What's his, what's his fucking name? Um uh, uh, Brad Paisley. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Brad Paisley recorded one of his albums at the college that I went to, and um, but yeah, like I mean, we really aren't huge country fans. Like we've got like our select songs and artists that we're like, yeah, that's cool, but it's it's not really something we listen to on a regular basis, so it doesn't really take much. We get down influence. to some some classic old country. Sometimes, yeah, it's got to be the right artist. We're very selective with our country. Yeah, if it's some like <laughs> Travis Tritt or something. Then we'll get down to it, you that's know. Old, Maybe a little Alan shit. Jackson every now and again. That, yeah. yeah, that's like old stuff. I guess. Yeah. Ma- I guess mainly I was thinking of like Southern rock, but I didn't want to say Southern rock. You know, like the twangy kind of like, yeah. like a Maylene kind of vibe. Maylene and the Sons of Disaster yeah. kind of vibe. Almost um, an early Attila or yeah. something. Yeah, I don't really yeah. like. I I mean, me personally, like I don't I don't know what defines some genres over others. Like I <clears throat> I don't get it. I'm just like okay, well. I mean, like, yeah, we're we're a metalcore band, but I don't think that we really. I mean, that we. I don't think about that when we're making a song. Right, right, that. right, right. Okay, no, yeah. this is the genre of this album and the <laughs> song. It kind of just comes together, and I'm like, well, what would you even call this? Then afterwards, I have to think about like, 
Where what genre would yeah. we classify? And with yeah. the new album especially, it's almost like each song kind of blends into a different genre or subgenre to where it's really hard for me to label. Yeah, I mean, you guys definitely <laughs> do. Always hard. Yeah. You guys definitely have like different elements, like we were talking about. And you're you're a band that also uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you at one point had two singers, so I assume you still have two vocalist singers, right? Yep. yep. Okay. And, one of them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've got one here. The one is in the other room somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, but do you? What was the mindset of having two different vocalists was it one for like heavier kind of screams and stuff like that and you know guttural noises or what and then one for like a cleaner sound or a sing like a more melodic sound or how did that come about um like whenever i first heard of the band when it like i said earlier when brandon joined um the band like one of the bands before kurt we were curses um brandon did the low screams and then the other guy did high screams and the clean singing, which is what I do now. Because originally, I joined the band to be a guitar player. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Turns out they liked my vocals better than the vocalists, and he was better at guitar than me. So we go. swapped spots. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's just, um, I guess, speaking of, like, right now... Um, I just we get a lot of compliments, and I mean we. I love the way that mine and Brandon's vocals match up. Whenever I hit a high, he hits a low, and it's just like a very distinct sound. You know how like when you hear Garrett Russell from Sound playing it, when you whenever you hear his screams, like immediately, like he could be in a feature in another song, you're gonna know that's him right off the bat. Right. Yeah, like that that's what we've been told about whenever Brandon and I match up. Okay. It's just got a distinct sound, and um, I I love doing that. That's something that we do quite a bit. We try not to overdo it, but we probably do anyway. Sometimes on the new album, you guys switch spots. Yeah, yeah, we experimented on on Bloom a little bit. I love um, that layer where you do the lows and he does the highs. Yeah. Because it adds a whole, almost a reverse effect Mm -hmm. to the distinguishable vocal layer that people are used to with this. Yeah, it sounds like like a a totally different set of vocals. Yeah. Because I don't really do very... I think I did lows maybe once or twice in the album. There's like... I I can't even figure... Remember which parts, but when they hit, I know. (laughs) I know I did them in Wu Wei. I did one low in Wu Wei. But, um... But... Uh, yeah, and we, I mean, ever since, like, I've known these guys and I've watched them, and then when I joined, like, there's always been clean vocals in the mix, and, uh, Michael does some, uh, cleans, too, uh, live, and, um, that's primarily, like, was my strong suit whenever I joined, it was my clean vocals, like, I like screaming, too, but, like, I was, like, more focused on like clean vocals and playing guitar, mm-hmm. but I I wasn't that fucking good at playing guitar. I was I was a half ass guitar player. Still am a half ass guitar player. But take um, it till you make it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the, I guess just uh, I mean it just adds a it adds a lot of variety than if there's just like one vocalists doing everything and it takes a lot of load off whenever we're playing live yeah because like even if like brain if my part is about to come up and i've been going too hard and i feel like i'm about to fucking barf i can go slap brandon on the back and be like he gotta know you gotta do this part too (laughs) now (laughs) pick up the slack real quick yeah yeah and um and yeah we do that for each other live and um 
and we experiment a lot live too, which makes things really interesting. Like we'll we'll switch things up. Do like I'll do lows where I'm supposed to do highs. Yeah, I do enjoy that. Where you're supposed to do lows, and we'll just mix and match. And it never really. I mean, we're always cool with how it sounds. Like yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it, we're we're just comfortable with it at this point. I mean, with uh, this band in particular, we've never really done anything else. I'd rather do it that way. Not too. for years, rather, for you guys, anyways. I'd rather experiment while we're playing live, at least a little bit, than have the same dead set routine. Mm-hmm. Like step by step, like all right, you're gonna walk over here at this part of the yeah. song, and then just the same old I'm show every this, every night. I, I can only flip my stick right before this breakdown. Or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I, it feels more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, like we just really feel everything out, and it's and it. I mean, I love playing live. That's my. I love playing live more than I do playing in the studio or anything like. I, I mean, that, I think that goes without proud. saying. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I yeah. hate playing this man. Too much is on the line when it comes to tracking. Well, right? yeah, there's a lot of money involved in that too, so you got to be with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time yeah. is money, baby. Yeah, I mean, even with like doing a live session or something, like I love doing stuff like that. But like, I mean, it's mainly to do with the crowd, though. Like, like you're feeling them, they're feeling you, and it's and you're just. You're just having fun and going with it. Yeah, you not feed really off of them, you know. About too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're not worrying about like, oh, I gotta sound perfect, uh, like, or oh, I gotta look super cool during this breakdown. You're just, you're just doing it, and it feels. If it feels good, then, then. And a lot of times, at least for me, I know a lot of us we think the same way, but the the crowd's reaction and their energy influences, like, of course, yeah, our energy and how we play. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I feel more comfortable when the crowd has a positive reaction. Yeah, or if there's just a bigger crowd, like it's just it's more to feed off of, and usually like it's it just goes really well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we've had very few shows where they've been really bad, but if we like on those shows where we've been really bad, if we feel like we've been really bad. It's there's barely anybody there, and <laughs> I kind of mentally make the decision. I'm like, okay, this is now just a rehearsal. Yeah, not a show yeah. we're, we're yeah. practicing live stage rehearsal now. So. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much. It definitely is rough. I mean, because I, I used to be in a band in my younger days, and I used to tour and stuff like that as well. So it's definitely hard when you. I mean, you hear about it all the time. You hear like, oh well, so such and such band. You know, they would go insane even if there's three people in the crowd. And, you know, kudos to those kinds of bands that can do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> those are the ones that probably usually will make it through the roughest times of, you know, of being in a band. But, uh, yeah, it is definitely hard and um, almost like defeating <laughs> when yeah, you have a crowd especially of like five tour. people, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. we'll always start strong. Like, we, like, we, we go at it right out of the gate like normal, but then like after like halfway through, like like they're just kind of staring at you. <laughs> they just got that dead look, like God, I can't fucking wait to go home. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, all right, well, that mic's gonna stay on the stand, and I'm gonna stand in front of it. Though. <laughs> just just kind of getting through the opening bands. Waiting yeah, for the but if there is like five people and they're digging it, then like we're then we're still in it. Like oh, yeah. we're still yeah. to win it. Like it's it's. I mean, we always have a good time playing because I mean, we have a good time practicing just by ourselves too. I mean, and on tour, shows like that are almost your practice for whatever show the next day mm-hmm. could be better. Well, yeah. it, it can be hit and miss. You know, one day you could have twenty people, the next day you could have two thousand people, and it just depends on 
you know, there's a lot that goes into it, obviously. The, yeah, the and on those smaller shows, you can, like, do some weird shit, too. Like, you can, <laughs> like, just kind of act a fool and, like... Do something you would yeah, would just, be afraid to do. Yeah, to, uh, I can't really much think of an example, <laughs> but, like, kind of no, step out, out of the comfort, comfort zone. zone and, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah and do some weird shit. Um, it's usually when we get our best photos, too, or shows like that, where we're kind of doing whatever. It be, kind of becomes, a, like I said, a rehearsal or... A live photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> if the lighting, if the stage lights are good, we'll still get some good pictures, even though there's just five people there sitting at the bar or something. You just can't have them. <laughs> you can't have them going out towards the crowd. You got to go from the crowd view to the yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to get the perspective right. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know. I know how to work the angles too. You know. So. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so you guys, um, you guys recently signed to Sharp Tone. That was uh, that that happened within this whole. Um, pandemic situation so how how did that even come about like was that something that you guys were wanting to do or did that just kind of fall in your lap or did they seek you out or did you know like it how kinda, did that come about? it kind of fell into our laps i would say mm-hmm. uh, i was looking through actually our our facebook uh page manager messages for the band and you know how facebook messages has a what are they called? It's like a folder, where, like a request folder or it's something. It's a folder, though. Yeah, the request folder where the the messages won't pop up in your main inbox. Yeah, I was sifting through that because usually it's all spam and shit. So I was just deleting all those. And then there was a message from Sean. And I was like, is this real? Like, is this really him? And I clicked on it, and I forgot what the actual message said, but it was pretty much he would, he would love to work with us in the future. And I screenshotted it, sent it to the band chat, Davey sent the same screenshot to uh, our manager at the time, and he was like, that's definitely really Sean. Uh, you need to reply to that right now. <laughs> and the message was like three months old. Yeah, I was say, I was how, like, long oh. you, how long were you leaving him unread for? <laughs> it was about three months. Wow. And we messaged him back that day, probably that minute, and it, that's how we got contact with him. He was still interested, and we started from there. Yeah, and this happened a while ago, but like Shane mentioned earlier, I mean, we, uh, we, COVID put everything on hold for a while, because I mean, we've had, we've been setting up plans and like getting, uh, getting a solid game plan going for a long time, and, um, we just had to kind of wait it out and, uh, see what we could do about like, I mean, merch like came into play because we wanted to have pre-sales and like the, uh, the physical copies, which we unfortunately still haven't gotten yet because of covid but um same thing with the um the merch we got the merch though we just had to wait for like some things to open back up and people be able to do what they need to do and there was no sense in being like all right well we're signed with sharp tone records and then sharp tone records being like hey we signed curses We'll give you some material material in about three or four months. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just sat back and planned. Yeah, yeah. There's, than, there's no sense in that. So, Make an announcement before. So you said you were playing and stuff and, and and everything like that. Was that with Sharp Tone before you guys officially signed, or was that just on your own with your own like manager management and your own team? We were assigned to um, to Eminence Records before we were with Sharp Tone, and. Um, that only lasted for one year, I believe. Pretty much the first album. Yeah, the first album, and then um, up to when we started tracking the second album. Yeah, yeah, and then it ended. And that, the tracking for Bloom started a while ago too, because actually we were only planning on making Chapter Two a five-song EP, 
and because uh, we were tight on money and we wanted to just get something out like right. as, soon, as soon as possible to keep the ball rolling. And then that's when we found the message from Sean. And um, as we talked, he was like, well, um, how about you guys uh, just go back and do five more songs and we'll help you get that rolling. And then we can come out with a full album for your debut with Sharptown. And we were like, well, hell yeah, sounds like a plan. And then so we went back to King Studios and um, knocked the other five out like within like what two months or something yeah, like that we only needed i don't remember what the last five were but all the songs on the album were recorded in very different times or at least written in very different times i know the oldest one our next to last song follow the fire we actually oh, yeah. wrote that at the same time we wrote rest mm. our single that we released not that long after yeah Chapter that was one. in early 2018 yeah yeah and that song, we'd never actually had a recording of it to put on an album until Chapter 2. And it's, what, it's next to last song on the album. Yep, yep. And then the uh, the Door in the Wall, which is the second track on the album, that was the very last song tracked. Yeah. Like, as we were crunching songs, or as we were crunched on time, writing songs and trying to get back to the studio as soon as possible to knock out those last five, that, that was, was the very last one. That, we that was written, like and then it ended up being before. the one that got the music video, and it's the second <laughs> yeah. track on on the album. Is it because it was the newest song? You know, you were just so about it right then and there. You were like, we have to do it this one. I mean, that might have had something. I to think do with writing it. the other songs influences the next song you wrote. So of that's course, almost yeah. like that is the door in the wall is the product of us writing every other song on the album. Like, is it's that... not at all chronological, but. <laughs> That had some. They'd influenced it for sure. Is that your favorite? Is that your favorite song on the album, or do you have a favorite song on the album? It's or do you love them all top, the same? You know, it's in my top three. Mine change almost. <laughs> Whatever your mood is, you know. Weekly, yeah. Yeah. I love. I always love Amethyst and Breathe is one of my favorites, just because the breakdown at the end is incredibly fun to play on drums because it's got a lot of accents and cool shit on the in betweens. But I change my mind every week. Yeah. My favorite song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely in my top three uh, out of every song on the album. But like, I've never really sat down and thought about it. Like, which ones. it's definitely in the top three, though. I know that for a fact. I, I love that song. That's and you know, like some of the songs, is, is fun. like "Follow the Fire," we're very used to now. So it's hard to consider that a new song when we've known it yeah. for years. Yeah, yeah we've been playing. <laughs> So I can't be biased towards the door in the wall because it's the most recent one we wrote. So mm-hmm. it's got the more, it's got the freshest ears. For I, me. I can, I can understand that. And usually, I, I feel like bands kind of just don't like their songs that much anyway because you're so used to them. You know, you <laughs> you kind of like you have this product that you've brought from like nothing, obviously, but you've also been working on it for so long that you get tired of it, you know? Yeah. All that happens. Yeah. By the time we release an album, I'm so used to it. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the next one. Like, yeah, yeah. What's next? <laughs> so you guys, you guys did release your album. Uh, not this month, obviously it's last month. Um, but it's it within turned this month. Yeah. Within the, with, <laughs> close call. within the last month you've released a record. Um, now, how does COVID play into that? Because, like you said, you guys were planning on doing like an EP at some point. Was that something that happened before? Were you planning on that before the pandemic and all the shutdown happened? Well, and- that was um, that was uh, that was supposed to be chapter two. Was the was the, um, the EP was the EP, and then whenever Sean hit us up, we added those next five songs. I mean, as of right now, like we probably, I mean, once 
uh, once we've got the songs written completely, um, we'd like to do another full-length album for the next one. But um, we haven't really uh, talked about recording since COVID happened because, I mean, obviously it's really just not like something that is a main focus right now, yeah. like getting another album out like right off the bat. Like we're definitely working on stuff right now. But um, really the main thing that the pandemic has held us back with is the physical copies for the CDs because we've had like – We've had our fans message us and like be pissed off. They're like, if if uh, if uh, you guys aren't making physical copies of the album, then then I'm not buying one. Yeah, and we're like, that. that sucks. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to get them like as soon as possible. We will have them eventually. We're still working on that. And um, you're, not the, you're not the only one dealing with that either, because like Invent Animate, I think they've been going on with Graveview for they've been trying to get the vinyl out at least for a while, and I, I think it's just just now starting to trickle in a little bit, maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean. It's crazy. I ordered the Misery Signals. I don't know if you're a fan of Misery Signals, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I ordered their newest album on vinyl and then, you know, as as time progressed, I was like, "Oh man, I hope I get I hope I get it when I'm supposed oh. to get it, you know?" But <laughs> yeah. thankfully I did. I it wasn't delayed or anything like that, but you know, that that was a fear of mine and I it's crazy just to think how everyone is pan, like planning for everything going forward because a lot of stuff is just up in the air like no one knows when you're going to go back to touring you know it could be yeah next this year has changed everybody's yeah. plans because we've had show offers too we've had quite a bit of show offers in the past few months well the past couple months i'll say but um we're just kind of like we're just not really comfortable with it yet like i mean we want to play we, we want to play jump. so fucking bad of course. Yeah. but it's not really worth the, i mean there's greater risk than a reward um I mean, like I said, we we know that a lot of our uh, our, our friends and our fans are locally, especially like want want to go to a show, want to see us play. I mean, we we want nothing more than to do that. But I mean, it's just safety. It's is too soon. A big man. concern. Yeah. For yeah. A lot of events right now. Yeah, so and then you schools do are right. opening back up too, and like and colleges and stuff. And, man, like, whenever people, like, I mean, I'm not saying all college kids do this all the time, but, I mean, you know, like, in college towns, like, motherfuckers are at bars, and they're like, like, hey, oh, yeah. have you heard the new Curses album? What? <laughs> like, screaming at each other's faces, just doing Spit that particles shit. particles going everywhere. Like, I mean, a lot of, yeah, you yeah, hear, a lot of places we play are at bars, too, and, like, it's just... I mean, if one person's got it. It's gonna be a fucking cesspool, and mm-hmm. like we don't want, we don't, you can't we don't want to get it, and we don't want to spread it. Yeah, like, you can't we, scream in a yeah. mask, can you? <laughs> I don't want. That's not a thing, is it? <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little different. It'll sound a little different, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll just do the things that those Karens do. Just cut a mouth hole, like when they're eating. You yeah. ever seen people do that? Oh, yeah. Put uh-huh. holes out of their mouth. <laughs> I've seen a lot of those videos, and just like random, you know, like random Karen break our public freakouts on YouTube, where people oh. just. Yeah, those are the best. That's <laughs> oh great. Oh my god! So yeah, you, so you guys are obviously like pro mask people. We had Barney, uh, the singer for Napalm Death. He was, we had him on the podcast last week, and uh, he went out on like I don't want to say tirade, but he definitely lamented his issues with people not wearing masks because he wants to get back out there too. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we all want, really. Yeah, and you never. I mean, who? I don't personally know if, if doing something is going to make something happen easier or better, but. Yeah, like he said, I just don't want to be. I don't want to be a dickhead and go out in public without my mask. And regardless of what my personal uh, views are on the whole situation, I just want to kind of you know ease everybody you else. Know. Yeah, yeah. same. Like if anything, thing. it. I mean, if it helps, um, if it if it helps one percent, 
then that's one percent a little bit better. It hurts. That, that it hurts zero percent. You know what I mean to do it. Yeah, it hurts zero percent to do it. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, that falls into the idea that if everybody would have just done that from day one, we'd be in a better place now. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you can't go back in time, so you'll never know. Yeah, because New Zealand's like they're basically back to normal because they had everybody quarantined for like. A month or two, and then whenever they opened back up, they had everybody wearing masks. No, they did it for like two weeks. Everybody quarantined. Like, nobody went out. Like, the government brought them shit, I think. I could be wrong about this. I know in the Philippines that the government brought them shit. I got some friends over there. I was asking them how it was going, and they were like, they were completely quarantined. Government brought them shit. And um, one month. Yeah, something like that. But I know in New Zealand in particular, like, everybody was wearing their masks, and they're like, their their cases have dropped like crazy, and in West Virginia, like we um, we were doing pretty good. Like they we shut down restaurants, um, like going inside restaurants, mm-hmm. going inside bars, um, all that jazz. Stores were closing earlier, and it it's went from like stuff. going like the cases going up to they kind of flatlined a little bit and started to go down, and then we're and then they were like, okay, well. <laughs> I guess we can open back up now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, sure enough, right yeah. back up. And I've been seeing pictures. Um, like my buddy, uh, he he uh, he lives in Morgantown, where West Virginia University is, number one party school in the nation, or it was. Yeah, it, it, it's it always in the top three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they're a huge party school. They're the motherfuckers burning couches like every goddamn night. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I saw. I've been seeing pictures of them. Um, like the, the college students and it's like they're all gathering at places and right next to each other without masks, masks on and stuff. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. You want to go have fun, but like. At what cost? You know, you're, you're fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> like you're making like it harder. I don't want to be biased towards either side of this, like, like you said, but maybe we could be more safe and things would get better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, instead of forcing things to go back to normal, it's not going to go back to normal. Live <laughs> live streaming is cool and all, you know. I like watching live streams on the, you know, bands doing it, but it's not the same. And you know, I'm definitely yeah. when I have an issue. Like, there have been some bands that have charged for their live streams and stuff. And uh, to me, I'm like, I get it. I get the idea behind it, you know. And there has to be some kind of income some kind of uh, residual effect for the band to do yeah, it yeah. and to survive. I understand that. But there's bands that aren't doing that, you know. Charging. And, uh, I would at least maybe have, like, I've seen donation. bands have a PayPal donation. Yeah. yeah, they'll just have their PayPal link. They're like, hey, yeah. if you want to donate and help. I feel like that may actually get you more, uh, in, in yeah. all honesty. I think because when you go out there and, and, again, I'm talking about bands I, I grew up loving are charging, mm-hmm. are charging yeah. like $15 <laughs> to watch their live stream. And, uh, uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, it's just a little with my much. bank account right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Not that saying like you know, th- everyone out there is hurting. You know, not just the music everybody's, industry. Yeah, you know, so. everybody's getting their own struggle right now. And it's a yeah. little much. And you know, right after this stimulus, I don't know if that's the next thing people need to be paying, like twenty dollars yeah. or yeah. whatever for I the mean, stream. If like. If I were in one of those bands who like made like could make a shit ton of money like doing mm-hmm. that, I mean having watching it like live right then and there, like that's probably a pretty good idea to to charge people to do that. But then as soon as it's over, release it on YouTube and then ask as for a donation. free. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could. I think that's what like DGD did with theirs. It was something like that. I yeah. could be wrong though. Yeah, it, I, I ended up seeing it on YouTube afterwards. I didn't watch it. Okay. Live. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what they did. 
I want yeah. the only. I mean, honestly, the only one I sat down and was all like, "All right, it's time to party." I have a couple of beers here with me, and I'm gonna yeah. fucking just sit down and watch it. Uh, was the between the Baird and me colors um, live stream? Oh, I, you I know, missed I, that. I watched that, but then to rewatch it, you had to be subscribed to their Twitch, which I mean, it's like four dollars or something like that, which is not a lot. But um, okay, I definitely enjoyed you know sitting there. Watching it and seeing the chat, although you can't, I couldn't communicate because I didn't subscribe to the ch- oh, to the channel, so I couldn't good. communicate with anybody. But it was cool to watch, and you yeah. know, part of me was like, man, it would be really cool if after they stopped playing, they did like a little, I don't know, Q and A or like sit down with the band kind of thing, which they yeah, did, but personal, it, like it, it was a different. Uh, I think the the next day they did another showing of it, and then they did a Q and A, but again, it was only for those behind the paywall, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a weird situation. And I and again, I'm not I don't want to sound like I'm shitting all over it or anything like that because it is a struggle especially for the industry of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Everybody's stuff. trying to figure out how to approach this. So. Yeah. But yeah. there's also ways to try new things. There is also ways to put it on YouTube like you were saying to where like, you know, if you get a copyright claim, obviously you're the band, so you can, you know, yeah. fight that copyright claim or figure it out, but um, yeah, th- there's all different kinds of things that people are doing. Like a lot, you know, a lot of bands are streaming, um, just in general, not their live performances or anything like that. But you know, everyone's become a Twitch video game streamer or something yeah, like that. So. Or acoustic versions. Yeah. They do acoustic sets. Have you guys? Have you guys Q&As. thought of doing anything like that? Because you guys all do live in the same house, so. We, I mean, we've we've talked about Twitch a little bit because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, literally everybody in the band except for me, like. <laughs> Well, you guys don't play as much as you used to, but they would play Fortnite like they were <laughs> yeah. doing their fucking job. Yeah, our games evolve. <laughs> it's like a studio. This is our studio room right here, even though you can't see it. There's several screens, several computer desk setups, and it's like a studio by daytime, and then sometimes it just becomes a game room yeah. by night. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people play video games. I grew up playing video games and still love to play video games. So, it, I find myself watching like. Um, I watch Keith from Every Time I Die. Sometimes he'll fucking jump on Twitch and start playing video games. And, of course, like, I like Every Time I Die. But I also like watching video games. And that's, like, the lamest thing to say as an adult, you know? Because, like, to me, I I feel like if you were to tell somebody, yeah, I just, like, sit around and watch other people play video games. I I enjoy it. But a couple years ago, you couldn't necessarily say that. And people would be like, you're weird. But now it's become such a norm because everyone's streaming and such. But... We all grew up playing video games with like a friend, and not all of them were two-player games. You had to sit yeah. there and watch the other person yeah. play Especially for a while. Especially the, the younger That's brothers. That's a really good yeah. comparison. I've never thought about it like that. Especially the younger brothers. Yeah. Because that's, that's me. Like I'm sitting like – I'm always like – I'll be in a rolly chair and watching all their screens and be like rolling to different <laughs> screens and be like, yeah, go Davey. And I got like a beer in my hand just watching them the whole time. And I'll sit, I'll sit there with them for hours. It's entertaining. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's it's entertainment in all forms, you know. Indeed, it's it's basically live television. I'm glad there's a a market for that now, a yeah. streaming establishment where you can do that online. Yeah, yeah. And, but and um, Twitch definitely opened itself up to more than just uh, video games in the last couple of years too. Yeah. I mean, it used to not be like that, but now you can go on there, <clears throat> you can watch people just talking, <laughs> like well, just talking. There's music. I know uh, Anthony Green from Circus Survive. He does at least at the beginning of the pandemic. He was doing acoustic sessions like mm-hmm. with his family because he was 
locked in with his kids yeah. and stuff. He would he had a setup in his basement and he would do acoustic recordings or streams on Twitch almost every night. Yeah, and he probably made a killing from it. And I've seen uh, I've seen people cooking in their in their kitchen with thirty five hundred people watching, and I'm just thinking to myself. <laughs> That's like a big ass venue, man. You know, like I equate it to oh, yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, damn, that's thirty five thousand, thirty five hundred people just sitting here watching this dude make bread. It. When you when you just see that number, you don't think about it. But until you think about thirty five thousand people standing there, yeah, physically in that watching room. you yeah. cooking something. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I would get bummed. At, like, Come into the Fillmore this Friday, <laughs> Paula Dean. Yeah, <laughs> banana nut bread. Uh, but yeah, there there are times where you, where people. You may get bummed out when they do streams themselves and they have like, you know, 12, 20 people in there. Uh, they might, you know, get down on themselves, but hey, 12 to 20 people in a gotta, small enough room looks packed. So, you know. Yeah, you yeah. got to start somewhere, too. You yeah. can't expect your first stream to have thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's something like you got to build a following on, I guess? Of course, yeah. So, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to combat, um, you know, not being able to make. I don't know how much money you make on music in general, but, you know, whatever residual income you have from music, what are you guys kind of doing to replace that? If you don't mind. Uh, like our primary income comes from Spotify, so we're pretty lucky in that aspect right now. Um, I mean, people are still streaming. Now, even though everything's shut down, people are probably streaming a little bit more, actually. So that helps a lot. We kind of um, any money like that, we just put back into our account, and it usually goes towards whatever's next on our yeah. list of priorities, be yeah. it merch or... Whatever we need the most next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but like I said earlier, like Shane's playthrough, Davey's playthrough, and then we're going to have a playthrough from Michael come out um, maybe in two, three, four weeks, something like that. We've also got another um, video for our first single, um, Almost Heaven. That's going to be coming out soon. It's like a, it's not really a music video, but it's kind of like an informative video. There's like facts about West Virginia and the opioid epi epidemic because that's what that song is about. Yeah. And yeah, that's we're excited to release that one because that's something that really means a lot to us personally. But um, like videos, basically, we're just trying to pump out content, really. And um, we we know that we're going to go back to King Studios and do a live session at some point, hopefully in like uh, early November is what we might be looking at going in there. Hopefully. And um, if we can get it to be a live stream, then we're definitely going to do that. We were talking about teaming up with some of his buddies who um, they're good with cameras. I'm not I'm I'm not good <laughs> with words about. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, we need Brandon here for that. Yeah, They've got a yeah. lot of expensive camera equipment. Yeah, they that's, they know what they're doing right say. there with the, <laughs> with those uh with those things. But um <laughs> we're, we 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 want to get a hold of them. Actually, those guys, um I think one of them are the same ones that did the streaming video for Wu Wei. Mm. Um mm -hmm. but um we're going to make that a live stream. We haven't talked about like how we were talking about maybe like um like just ask for donations or whatever. That's probably what we're going to end up doing. Just maybe ask for donations. We like, I mean, we're we're not really those guys. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> and again, I think a lot of people would be more apt to just donate rather than to like, ew, fifteen dollars. I'm not even going to remotely yeah, think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we haven't really talked the logistics of that out yet, but um, we're definitely going to do some um some some studio sessions for sure. Um. Even if they're not live, I mean, we may have one that's live, and because we've got another studio down in Bristol, um, it's actually a lot closer to us with our um, with another one of our buddies. It's uh, Crooked Stick Studios, 
in Bristol, and um, we've done that. We did a live session with him for Rest a little bit after Rest came out, and uh, we've talked to him about coming back. So, I mean, yeah, just trying to keep pump out content of different sorts, and then like as more ideas come, I mean, we'll we'll see what we can do with them and uh, try to keep the momentum up, really. Because I mean, we all I mean we all work day jobs, and that's like mostly what we've been doing mm-hmm. and um and yeah just trying to i'm glad we've got enough content yeah yeah for sure compared to chapter one we didn't have much to release like consecutively after the album was released it was kind of like here it is and then <laughs> yeah we had some we had some videos but yeah it was kind of it, it wasn't what it is now this yeah is we were a lot more prepared for this one yeah. for sure even despite covid pushing everything back even before that we were that almost gave us more time to better finalize each of these videos. Right. And I don't know. We weren't as rushed, I guess. It set us back, though, but we had time to just sit at home and work mm-hmm. on stuff. One thing I talked about a lot in the earlier... Uh, we've This podcast has been going on for a, a year, a, maybe almost a year and a half at this point. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it goes on for a couple more years, but you know, yeah, we'll man. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't even realize that uh, you had a podcast until, until you hit us up. So I'm, I'm glad that's, that's I'm, usually what's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we're going to, we're going to share it for sure. We're going to spread the well, word. We appreciate yeah. it. Of course. But earlier on when we were talking about this, you uh, not this, but earlier on when I talked to bands, I, uh, I would just kind of like ask like, well, have you ever thought about, not having a fan club, but like a Patreon, because Patreon obviously is a thing that's been going on for the last couple of years, and I it's been getting a lot of momentum, obviously, currently, with all the situations and stuff like that going yeah. on, but, you know, like, Frankie of Emir tried to do their fan club situation, and everyone, like, you know, took a shit on him about that, and <laughs> yeah, next, that next thing of... you know, a couple of months later, everyone's like, hey, join my Patreon page, and, you know, you'll get exclusive content and stuff like that, so, I mean, I feel like that's also kind of... Um, that's also kind of something cool that you can do as a band because it does give the everyday fan a chance to have a more personalized experience with the band that they enjoy. Because, uh, you know, depending on what the Patreon may offer, they may offer like a live stream Q&A or exclusive yeah, yeah. behind-the-scenes Like we were content. saying earlier, that personalization yeah. with your crowd or your fans, that, yeah. that means a lot more than just a – performance they're just watching on their phones. Yeah. We we do have a Facebook group. I mean we don't get any any money from it, but we've got a <laughs> Facebook group that like we've just specifically added people that we know like they've come to our shows for years or they really like us or we're good like friends with them. Top like, fans group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We add them to the group. And at some shows we've like had people like sign up for it and stuff and we'll add them. And um what we do there is like well I mean a lot of it is honestly just us getting fucked up and filming it because it, it's usually pretty funny, especially with the pandemic. We've just kind of yeah, yeah, and um, there's only so it's much. It's not personal. just us getting fucked up, but like us like doing certain uh, activities or just um, like on holidays or something. Like we had curses Christmas, yeah, and um, it's not just promos and you know formal 
Yeah, it's, it's, or... it's seeing us in our natural element. It's like, very personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably a little too personal. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're drinking, you get a little more sherry, you know, you share oh a lot God. more. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's, oh my God, it's it's so much fun, though, and, and everybody really enjoys it. Like, it, we're not inappropriate or anything like that. We're just dumbasses. But we're dumbasses when we're sober, too. Yeah. We're just a little bit more open about it. <laughs> yeah, <I can laughs> that's great. Um, you were talking about the opioid crisis and stuff like that. That's kind of weird that you bring that up because obviously I live in Florida and that's also a, a big thing that's been going yeah. on here too. Uh, and some when you were, states. yeah, when you were saying, uh, when you were explaining about where you're from, <clears throat> like West Virginia and such, I was thinking, I was like, n- not a lot of good stereotypes come out of West Virginia for the most part. Uh, mostly probably because a lot of people my age at least watch, you know, that, um, the Dick House, uh, the Jackass guys made the Wild yeah. Wives of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, yeah. Uh, that that that's some crazy ass shit. But you know that gives uh, you a little insight onto like even the opioid crisis back then. So. Yeah, yeah, I still love that film too. Like I love watching it. Like <laughs> I mean, I hate that that's how some people live. But, of course. Um, but it's I mean it's it's real. A hundred. Like I mean that's that's it's it's totally real. And um, it's, like, a problem that's not addressed enough. Like, there's there's been, like, phases of it. Like, like one minute the opioid epidemic, epidemic is a trend. Like, people start talking. It's, about- it's like enough people have to overdose in a day, and then it'll make headlines again. And then it's like everybody forgets about it, like the media and social media both. It's too like, common. It's happening too frequently. People get bored, and they need a new story. Yeah. So it's well, just kind of old Yeah, news. and it's still a serious issue. Like, there's still overdoses, especially, like, in Cabell County, like, the – I mean, every day, basically every day. I don't know that for a fact if it's like every single day for the past year. I'm not going to throw any statistics out like that, but um, but I mean, it's still an issue, and it's I mean, it has been an issue for a long time, and it damn sure ain't getting any better. And like, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you feel the same way about it in Florida. Like, it's yeah, I mean, it's it it never stops existing. Yeah, we do have just because um, you stop talking about it, of course. And I think I. I don't have any information to back this up, but my conspiracy theory mind would uh, suggest that uh, I'm assuming the pharmaceutical companies pay a lot of that stuff to not be in the news. But um, we definitely hear oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we here in Florida had or had at one point uh, these pain clinics. You know, like just anyone, any and everybody could go in there and get a prescription or whatever, and you could hit yeah, they're multiple a day. Yeah, yeah, you'd hit multiple a day and shit, and um, that is some scary ass shit. I, you know what I mean? Just Seriously. Get, and even if you were to go to the doctor and they were they would pre- prescribe you that, and you know your prescription runs out and your, the doctor won't give you another one. <clears throat> unfortunately, you're, you're already hooked that, a little bit, and then you yeah. gotta like hit the streets, so to speak. But yeah, and then you go start doing heroin. Like that's, that's how that's the gate into heroin, right? And there. then you just bounce back and forth, whichever one is easiest to get. Yeah, yeah. To consume or yeah to get. Yeah, because heroin's like. Five times as strong and less than half the price. Yeah, or you get the fentanyl, like, and the fentanyl is like yep. way worse oh, than heroin and shit. So yeah, it's a crazy time. Yeah. It's crazy that that's Here's, even allowed, or you know, what I mean, like who yeah. who thought of that shit? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm, who fucking knows? Um, but uh, what's one thing that's crazy is our um, one of our previous governors, his daughter, uh, um, owns one of the main suppliers of opioids to West Virginia pharmacies. Hmm. 
And if that doesn't it's common you. knowledge, but nobody, <laughs> it's one of those really obvious things. It's right there if you just look it up, but nobody's, there's some kind of purposeful misdirection. Yeah, no one's talking nobody's, about that. Yeah, you yeah. have to find it yourself. Well, not to not to bust off of that topic, but let's bust off of that topic. So, uh, <laughs> you had a song, Party Monster. Um, is that any relation to the actual? I don't know if you saw the movie with Macaulay Culkin, the Party Monster movie. Was that in relation to that or? Not at nah. all. Actually, we were supposed to I do Panic it. at the Disco cover. <laughs> that was the original fight. That is the original idea. What's we have a rough thing somewhere. Um, lying is the most fun. <laughs> okay. Dot dot dot. So at least it's off the good album. Yes. Yeah. Yes. OG. Yeah. Um, we had a pre-pro for it, all completely done. I mean, you got there, and dude was like, "Man, you should do something more relevant." Yeah, and I'll mention any names, but he, he was just kind of like, "Eh." Yeah, he was like, "Nah." Can I we mean, try yeah, something else? We were like, "I mean, I guess." To figure it out. They can fucking figure it out. But, um, <laughs> but um, Google. Yeah, we were just like, "God damn it!" We worked hard on this. Like, <laughs> like we were a little butthurt. But um, we had several other yeah. ideas already, so we were like, "Well, let's yeah, let's vote on which one we want to do." We yeah, had a Spotify we... playlist, <laughs> so we ended up picking that one. Yeah, so yeah, did... I'm happy with how it turned out. It was, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, we like we became bigger weekend fans after, yeah, after we recorded that because I didn't listen to the weekend at all until we did that, and um. And it worked out because I mean that was our first music video that we had released as curses too, because um, and it was totally DIY. Like we just got a few of our photographer friends we were then to come. We we basically just threw a house party and gave away free beer from nine to midnight, and then started filming at midnight. There you go. So that everybody was already drunk and they were loose and they were gonna have a good time and not just be standing around. And, um, yeah, you guys ready to hear yeah, the same We were song checking about? IDs and all that too. Like we were, we were, we were doing it legally, and um, yeah. and um, and that, it was just really easy way to make a first music video that was half-assed decent for being DIY. Yeah, and um, the cover turned out good. And everybody always asks us to play it, and that's like the biggest bug in our ear. <laughs> like play yeah, party monster. That's, like, that's, that's definitely the problem with doing a cover song, and it. It going well, uh, you know. I'm, there's bands like uh, obviously Limp Biscuit did Faith, and <clears throat> they were one of the bigger for like. No, nah, I don't want to say they were. Hey, they started this whole thing, but they were one of the bands that took like a regular song, and they were a heavy band at the time, and they turned it into something completely different. So, my band, when I was in the band, we did um, Britney Spears is Toxic had just come out or some shit like that. And Hell so yeah, we nice. recorded that, and then of course that became like what anybody wanted to hear at any show. And like, ob- the cover? yeah, obviously <laughs> they're like yelling out "toxic" the entire show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to it. Don't don't worry. Uh, but you know, it's kind of one of those things you live and die by, where you either gonna love that you did that or hate that you did that, but yeah, still continue. I, to play I love it. I love our cover, but it does sometimes irk me how many plays it gets. Oh, in yeah. comparison, the rate of – I don't know if it's just because the name Party Monster and people – you know, when you search on Spotify Party Monster and you click within the search link, the weekend song, when that song ends, it's going to play the next yeah. Party Monster in your search. Yeah. So I don't know if most of the plays just come from that or it got added to a bunch of uh, like – It was on a lot of playlists. Playlists, yeah. yeah. A bunch of playlists people have made. 
it got added to. And, and that's a bonus too. I mean, and but again, <clears throat> a lot, and I'm not saying this happens with you per se, but just unfortunately, a lot of people that do check out that stuff when they go to check out the band, <laughs> the bands of the music, they're like, hmm, that's not really exactly what I'm into uh, yeah. that much. But they're like, I like the cover, but yeah. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. I love I love those I used to love those punk goes pop albums in the early days more so when like a heavier band would cover a pop song because yeah yeah like back in like punk goes pop like volume one to like three or four like that's when it was like holy shit this is the <laughs> coolest thing yeah, ever yeah. I gotta pick and choose usually uh with especially with the recent ones I'm not trying to totally hate on them but yeah I gotta there's usually about two covers on. Yeah, I mean they'll, they'll do like, one. Yeah, they'll do one every now and then, you know, on an album. But they, it, it seemed like it started to become like now. This is what I call music. You know, they just like crank another fucking uh, cover album on every yeah. other couple of months or <laughs> What's year. Next? So uh, it is kind of like daunting just to have those all the time. But yeah, um, yeah. I want to state before before we get too far off that uh, my band did it way before Static Lullaby or the other I, what fucking band did it. Someone else covered, I think Dimbo Borgia covered Toxic or some shit like that. And then that was like two years after we did it. And I was like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was so fucking annoying. Well, Especially uh, that's a very popular song. Yeah. So not only that. People are going to hop on it no matter what. The, uh, the production values on our, <laughs> or the production uh, on our demo compared to the other, like Static Lullaby or Dimbo uh, recording theirs far surpassed our our quality so of course it's a much better song to listen to in general but <laughs> ours sounded like it's we like, sat recording nah, the fuck that. you guys did it first <laughs> that's <laughs> all your idea totally hey you know i when it first happened i was like oh that means they must have heard our song right one of those bands had to have heard it through the grapevine but probably mm-hmm. not probably not you got to check first yeah. i mean we did that with party monster we were like has anybody already covered this and Oh, is no it one, really? Yeah, good? no one at the time had done that for sure. I don't, punk goes pop and all that shit wasn't even a thing at the when. I mean, we're talking like early two thousands is when yeah. we, we covered that song. So yeah, but uh, yeah, that was just one of those goof things that we thought of the day the day before a show. You know what I mean? And then we played it at that show, and then we were fucked. <laughs> Something that we just had to keep going. So. I was like, we're going to Limp biscuit faith this bitch all the way to the top, but that that's didn't right. happen. <laughs> I'm glad we're not the only band where that's happened after the cover. It's just like, play Party Monster! Yeah. yeah. Are you playing Party Monster tonight? Yeah, it's really our it's our Georgia crowd, like Atlanta and Augusta. Like, <laughs> they love like it. Anytime we go play in Georgia, like that's all we fucking hear. It's like, why don't you guys play Party Monster anymore? Yeah. Uh, because we have other songs, guy, okay? Yeah. We have a whole new fucking album. That came out like three years ago. Give yeah. it a break. Yeah. I had to put I had to put the click track for Party Monster in a separate project for Georgia. It was like our Georgia set list. Just in case everybody's yeah. screaming at us to play it. Yeah, because we stopped playing. And somebody it for looks months. back at me and they're like, fine, play the fucking song. I had to make sure it was ready to go somewhere in that project. Yeah. Just yeah, for because Georgia. we didn't play it for the longest time. Like any time we played in West Virginia or Tennessee, anywhere like uh, semi locally to West Virginia, like we stopped playing it for like at least like three, four, maybe five months. And then, um, and then when we went to Georgia, like we were getting, we got a bunch of messages from people saying you guys better play. I never practice when you come down here. I never practice it either. <laughs> 
I practice our actual songs. I never practice Party Monsters. So when it happens, I'm like, I think I know. I well, you get to fucking, you know, wing it. Bullshit it through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably sing the wrong words the whole time, but it's like mainly like chorus, 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 verse, chorus, 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 verse, chorus. Bridge, it's borderline pop course. music, so it's going to be repetitive. <laughs> yeah, it's very repetitive for sure. Um, before we kind of wrap it up here, um, another kind of – I just want to get your opinion on like a story like that just broke today, obviously, so it's fresh in my mind, but – uh, another metalcore slash rock band kind of, you know, fell under the guillotine uh, this morning. Oh, um, uh, TC. Yeah. Cancellation. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so uh, Tyler kind of got kind of got uh, outed as a kind of sexual misconduct slash groomer guy. Um, that one hit me hard, man. Yeah, I was gonna say, how yeah. did that affect you guys? Because I, I mean, obviously, you guys aren't the same band, obviously, but you kind of, you know, moonlight in the same genre for the most part. You know, you could you could tour together, so. It's it's yeah. really fucking disappointing because I mean there's like he's not the first and he's probably not going to be the last. There's oh, been no. so many fucking bands that have, have uh, that have had allegations against them, and like, I mean that's definitely a big name. Like people, there's people who know Tyler Carter that don't know issues. Yeah. Like like he's he's a big guy. He's been what was me and shit. Like he's he a lot of people look up to him, and that's he's got just a really gig too. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been famous for what like over ten years, so it's. It's hard. Yeah, some of these allegations are coming. Some of these allegations are stemming from like 2012, 2014. So yeah, it's yeah. Since I was a young teenager, I've always loved every. It could have been you. Music he's made. Yeah, and now to look back and all that just be kind of canceled. I can't listen with any artist that this happens to. I can't just listen to their music anymore. If it's been like, yeah, if it's been proven, like, and they like. Say some shit like if it's been proven, then I'm like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. Like I'm. It ruins that. the music. Or if there's like enough, like if there's enough evidence, then I'm like, nah, fuck that. But um, like I will say, like you, you really never know sometimes. But like, um, that's what sucks about it is you, you never really know like how true some of these things are. Because I mean, it seems like a trend almost right now. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that, uh, like that anybody's lying or anything like that but but um it's it's just confusing and it's 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 a fucking shame yeah. it's a real shame because i mean i know for us as we were like growing up in like the music scene like we were um that was our safe that was our safe space like that was our time to go and be who we are and, and a lot like, of feel people... free and, and and be comfortable mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a fucking shame that people went out to shows and to 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 get that same escape that we did, and they get taken advantage of. Yeah, they get preyed upon. They in the worst of yeah, they abuse yeah, their fame. And fucking terrible. It's hard after you know a lot of these people we've looked up to in the past. Yeah, it's hard to take all that away. Yeah, be like, wow, this whole time this person was a shithead, like yeah. an abuser or whatever. You know, whatever the story was. It kind of it sucks too because obviously those people are predators regardless. Uh, and it makes sometimes I think like well would like would Tyler and again we don't know at, at, at right now at this point in time yeah it's, the, it's very you know, fresh so, yeah. so like all I all I've read is he was talking about areolas with some kid who was underage and that's creepy but that's not nah, you know I don't I don't 
I don't know exactly what the extent of the, what's gone on, but you know, usually like when it's enough for the band, when the band yeah. makes the public post that they are no longer associated with whatever. Yeah, they, they, that's they, when I'm like, okay, they must have they something must know else for is a going fact. on. Yeah, something else. Yeah, is. yeah. There's more to the story because Lorna Shore did the same thing with C.J. McCreary. Whenever like, because Lorna Shore, I remember seeing the Facebook post. It was like C.J. McCreary is no longer no longer a part of Lorna Shore. That was before I even that knew was it. any story. That was it. Yeah. Like it must be true. Yeah, that was a big that was a big one earlier in the year, um, or late last year, whenever that happened. But yeah, that like started the chain reaction almost. Oh yeah, <laughs> this year has been just you know domino effect, <clears throat> which it sucks, obviously, because there's bands that have just been going under the knife left and right that you know people have listened to and have <clears throat> excuse me have emotional ties to it for certain times in their life, like. You know, yeah. a lot of people in the comments for issues were like, oh, my God, I, you know, this band got me through so, so much, yada, yada, yada. And then now I found out that, That's you know, it's it a, a creep, you know. Yeah, so it's a yeah, bummer. I will say I've seen way more, like, positive comments on um, on Issue's Facebook page. Like, I was scrolling through the comments, seeing what people were saying. And there's so many people that are, like, defending nice about it. And defending him rather than like, yeah, fuck this guy. Because usually whenever it happens to a band and then everybody's like fucking hyenas on on Facebook. This guy's canceled. They deactivate (laughs) their personal Facebook, disappear. Yeah, they're ruthless. I mean, as they should be, really. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, man, like, they're really taking it easy on them in these comments here. Yeah, I kind of felt that, too, uh, just based on how many uh, through the comments of lamb goat obviously which are going to be askew regardless but there were comments yeah. on like you know the band's ig and just uh, on twitter and stuff like that because i was i saw the story break last night and so we posted it and whatever whatever but in doing so i also did like more investigations to find out like what you know what the heck's going on because obviously yeah. they're not going to come out front and be like well this is what happened so you have to kind of they're not like, going to show the screenshots <laughs> yeah, you gotta, they're going to be from something external yeah and then of course <laughs> you go to those funky. You go to those Twitter accounts or whatever that that you know released whatever screenshots or said their piece or whatever, and they're private. So you're like, "What the hell? How do I find out anything?" And so it's just crazy. Yeah, because you're just you're just in the dark. Yeah, and you know everyone is in the dark, obviously. Uh, but and I agree that cancel culture can be totally fucking negative, and I don't like cancel culture for that uh, because a lot of people do <clears throat> just jump on emotional. You know, when you see something. Right away, you have an idea of like they, oh, bullshit. the first thing they read. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. they make the decision before they even know the story. Yeah, and then and some people won't even research on. the story. Or if the story is posted, like let's say you see a headline and there's a story in explaining the headline, and the headline may be a little clickbaity or whatever, you know. Yeah, uh, and then they just go off the headline. They're like fuck, 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 and then you know. Yeah, they won't even read the. They won't even click on the actual article. They'll read yeah. the headline, share it. Oh yeah, yeah what a shit. Yeah, that's a that's a major problem with social media, like and in many aspects. I agree, um, but again, you know, there is a good and a bad thing that is going on with that. Obviously, a lot of the bands are, you know, <laughs> like I said, getting cut by the knife, and it's a domino effect, but. Um, I also see it as going forward, you know, fucking people are going to have to be hyper vigilant and hyper, uh, attentive to like what, how they portray themselves. Cause like, it's going to force, yeah, it's going to force the right people. Right, right, right. Cause you're going to lose some of the, like the predatory kind of people. Like, and again, <clears throat> yeah, people not, that deserve to be exposed should be exposed. Yeah. 
by all means. And um, it's definitely it's setting the bar higher for um, musicians, which is really good, which yeah. is which is awesome. I mean, you, I mean, because I mean, I could see how a lot of a lot of uh, artists they they like are they get in a band and they blow the fuck up and then it all goes to their head and they think they can do whatever the fuck they, they want. They think they're invincible. Yeah, they can bullshit. And, and that's it, when it, the true bad it, side of these people Yeah, and it's out. good that, like, I mean, people, if if anybody from a band or whatever has hurt anybody, then they sh- they they deserve whatever punishment is um yeah. is suitable for the situation. But, um... Shut up, Siri. What's <laughs> going on for some reason? Um, but, uh, it's... it's I don't want it to cancel like the full band when it's just one member. I, well, I, I don't. Mean, it, I don't want the whole band canceled. You know, I feel bad for the other members. But if the other, and I'm not saying they do or they didn't or the, you know whatever. Tyler's Unless, his own person. If they knew yeah. about it or something like that, it's like. That's when it's. Uh, what do you do? You yeah, know what I mean? so, and that's something that you never really know. Like, you, and I'm not talking about just issues in general. I'm talking about any band. Yeah, that any yeah. band. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just using them yeah. as an example, I guess. Yeah, there's a jam band that I listened to um, called Naco Medicine for the People, and like they, they were one of my favorites, one of my favorite bands of all time. Listen to them like almost every damn day, and um, the same shit happened to their their singer, and he took months to say something. And I actually just recently looked it up, like a few days ago, to see if he like came out with any statements or anything, <laughs> and he did. But I remember the first thing that the that happened whenever all this stuff started coming to light was his band. Um, like I said, they're like Nako medicine for the people. Nako's the leader. He's like the, he's the face or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, um, the band, it was like, okay, this is from the band, um, medicine for the people. Um, we, we don't, we didn't know about any of, any of this, him, uh, being rude to girls or, uh, what, whatever allegations that, 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 um, that's, that had been stated or whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was really discouraging. And if the band does like did witness um misconduct or whatever um abuse, uh, whether it's mental or physical, um, then if the they turn to blind, then, then fuck the band too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. the whole band should be canceled. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it does suck for the band in a lot of cases where, like, I mean, it, for the it, innocent members that did not have any idea. Yeah, yeah, it didn't That's, they're. they're they're That's doing other shit, like, especially yeah. if the if the accused party is like a big a big part of that band. I, I don't want to keep using Tyler. Yeah, like Tyler. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to use him as an example all the time, but obviously he is a very polarizing and captivating person in that band. Not yeah, to he, shit on the other members, but. I mean, no, that's just, that's just how it is. He's, he's, I mean, he's the face of the band. Like he's like, I mean, not every band has like the one guy that, everybody thinks of but i mean hell you think falling in the in reverse you know the drummer's name no <laughs> exactly yeah. you know yeah. the vocalist name yeah, 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 yeah we know i think everyone yeah. knows it yeah not like i said not all bands are like that yeah. but i mean issues is definitely one of them and that's why they're a great when example. It, like you said when it's the face when it's the true face of that band is when it, when it hits the band the hardest yeah. and it's almost like do we even do we even continue as issues? Like, well, are they yeah. talking about? I don't. Right now? I'm sure they're talking the about. Issues would be too ironic. They they <laughs> they can't. There's they no way. Yeah, they, they should pivot on the like, name. We've had this. some issues in the past few months, but we're back, and this is our new vocalist. And we are issues. It's like <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah, Fuck you know, this. it's it's crazy how often it's coming up. You know what I mean? But like, the first time I kind of had to deal with anything kind of remotely like that. Uh, obviously, it was way long ago uh there was a band i don't even know if you guys 
know the band, but uh, Lost Prophets, um, they were like an early 2000s band from England, the UK or somewhere, and they had this album, The Future Sounds of... Future Sounds of... I can't remember. Future Sound of Progress was the album. And I fucking really loved that album. And then they had a couple other albums after that that I kind of didn't listen to as much, but they got very big commercially, and they ended yeah. up you know, being on like video games and fucking all this other shit. Next thing you know, fucking the singer is do like shooting meth, heroin, and fucking kids and shit, and doing yeah. weird shit, and it's just like, what? But you know, it you, destroys everything. Yeah, but you also don't. I mean, that shit had gone on for so long before anyone fucking knew about it, you know. And no one had. This was the time before cell phones and before like tweeting and just fucking cameras being readily available all the time. And you know, I think not just with the music scene and with what's going on about what we're talking about, but in the world, I think that's we're starting to see. That's why so many people are posting whatever about whatever situation, whether it be police brutality. Yeah, or this, I'm that, glad that. that this is making people that have been closed on this and have been yeah, and further, putting this under, sweeping this under the rug. That it's almost giving people confidence to come out. Yeah, yeah it also yeah, gives you the ability because everyone has. I mean, think if you think about it. Even within the last five years, not everybody even had a smartphone with the camera. You know what I mean? And that's also like that's 2015. So in your in your yeah. head, you're thinking like, oh, we've had these cell phones for fucking 20 years, but not everybody. Nah. You know what I mean? The yeah. iPhone yeah. the iPhone wasn't readily available like it is now. So it feels like the tides are turning on that to where no matter what's going on in the background, you know, you got to fucking tread lightly on anything you do in your personal life or or, or public or private so this is crazy i mean it's for the better i mean if you're an if you're an asshole then you're an asshole and (laughs) you i mean you deserve whatever's coming to you for i mean karma's (laughs) gonna bite you in the ass one way or another yeah like but i mean as far as that situation like i mean i'm glad that that it's coming to light because i mean hell like I mean, it's like it's like we were talking about the opioid crisis. I mean, just because you don't talk about an issue isn't going to make it, it go away. It's still there. Um, yeah, and that's. A, I mean, I'm glad that that people are speaking up now, especially the victims that are for real. Like because they they shouldn't have to carry that weight on their shoulders, and just because it's like, oh well, that's so and so. I don't want I I, I don't want to cause any trouble there. Yeah, like yeah. like fuck that. Like, like no, if you've been like seriously hurt, then like whoever's responsible deserves to be punished in whatever way is suitable for the situation. Their fame does not determine. And backlash yeah. and, and backlash is a real thing too, especially when we're talking about shit on the internet. Um, <clears throat> you know, like like we were just saying, fucking there's a more than a handful of fans of issues that are go are that are willing to fucking go to bat for Tyler right now without knowing yeah. anything before and they so, know it's yeah. like and so they're blind shitting, ignorance they're shitting on the victims and there's victim shaming and this that, and the other and this is it's gross to see but again we don't know the situation the three of us here so we don't know exactly what's going on but yeah. we kind of have an idea you know so yeah yeah like i said when the band makes an official statement that's when i kind of that's when i'm like okay yeah <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking into this now. It's not just the rumor mill, I guess. But nah. Well, uh, let's get off the fucking shitty topics. Let's just go ahead and kind of end this over. <laughs> let's just go ahead and end this real quick. So, what a is positive? Yeah, what's on the positive streak? 
what is the plan going forward for you guys as a band now that we spent the last 30 minutes talking about bullshit in the world? <laughs> but, you know. I mean, I mean, shit, man. Like, it just depends on what happens uh, with, with, the, with the virus. I mean, Plans have changed. We've had to change the whole release we, plan. and Yeah, we, we definitely plan on releasing more content as of right now. But moving forward past that, I mean, eventually we are going to be touring again. That's definitely We're something on that, that, we can't and... look, that we can't wait for. Um Always and, writing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still all already starting to work on new materials. Yeah, for sure. We've already got, got some stuff in the works there. Do you have um, an idea of like maybe when you might want to release a new record? Because obviously you're not going to be able to tour as much as you'd like with the, the record you just put out. Because like we said earlier, yeah. you may wait. And who knows when we're going to go back to shows? It might be yeah. 21. It might be 22. You never know. But like. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, I, if that if that's the case, then I mean there, that just means more time to write, and I mean just the sooner the better, really. We I mean, I'm we not going to say a specific time, but like as 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 soon as as possible and as necessary. Like I mean, the, like I said, the sooner the better. Um, maybe re- release some more videos or something in the meantime. Like just keep content rolling and like <clears throat> just make this as as fun and enjoyable for ourselves and for our our fans and keep our friends. Keep contact, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like just however we can keep the ball rolling and, and keep curses alive and, and, and healthy and strong. <laughs> I wonder how it will affect bands going forward because, you know, they will have, at this point, they're going to at least have a year off from touring and at least a year out of being, you know, the main focus of a fan's life. Because, you know, there's different, I, I feel like a lot of people are approaching it music differently now it's like i didn't realize how many shows i went to on a weekly basis in general until the fucking shit stopped until everything's gone yeah Yeah. and like if it goes on for another year am i going to be am i personally going to be like right back into that schedule of like going out to shows all the time not saying like every day but like or am i going to get used to just being like not going out not going out you know it's hard to determine how it's going to come back like i was saying earlier like way earlier in the podcast i i don't think it's gonna be like a all right starting this date we're gonna have shows again all everywhere every venue and it's just up right back to normal yeah like you said multiple shows a week it's gonna be some kind of slow build-up but it's it's hard to determine the safe point yeah to start bringing that back like are people gonna be are people going to, I mean, obviously everyone wants to go to shows, but are they going to be scared to go because they don't, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, a lot of yeah. people, depending on where you stay on this fucking COVID thing, a lot of people are, like, definitely scared of it. And some people are like, it's a fucking hoax. So there's definitely going to be people that are going to come to shows right away. But, oh, yeah. You know there's what I mean? There's abuse, but, like, is it going to be safe in the pit? Like, that's, that's <laughs> question one. Can you get someone's sweat all over your shirt? Yeah. Like, I, on, I don't want to punch this guy and make him sick. I mean, yeah. I'd hate that for him. <laughs> but he can take that punch. I just don't want to get him sick, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Punch is fine. I mean, he can punch me back. It's cool. I just don't want to get him sick. You know, I don't want him to get me sick. Yeah, you got to get in the pit and love someone. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, do you guys want to give like a shout out or let us know? You know, um, who we should be checking out or you know any projects that you got going on on the wayside that you we, you'd like to, everyone to know about or? Yeah. Um, well, uh, what you said uh, Tuesday. Uh, would this coming Tuesday would, yeah. is, is roundabout date? I think okay. the eighth or something, um, right? The eighth, maybe. Yep. Okay. Well, um, so as of then, 
I should also uh, we, I should also say it will go up for Patreons before that though. So just in case you're gonna say some like shit that needs to be the dated. video's out. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, they may see. they may tweet about it or something like that. You know what I mean? And leak actually, it. we had an interview right at the release. I messed up on. And uh, I didn't realize the interview was going to be out a week later. And I was like, our album's about to come out tomorrow. And then by the time the interview was up, the album had been out for like a week and a half. Yeah. And I, I felt stupid. Well, I don't, want you get, I, don't, I don't want you to get in trouble with like the label for fucking saying something beforehand. You know I mean? I'm just giving you an idea of this will be out on two, next Tuesday, but it will also be up yeah. days before for Patreon supporters. <laughs> okay. Well, I think as of right now, tomorrow, um, I think, is that whenever the um, – uh, guitar playthrough comes out Thursday. September third. It's Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So on September third, say numbers tomorrow. <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. September third, we're releasing a guitar playthrough um, of Davey. Nice wonder playing Amethyst. And um, I mean, we've got a lot of content out right now. So just check it out. Go to Sharp Tones YouTube. Search Curses. I mean, you can just search Curses and you'll find it on YouTube. Um, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. We want to give a shout out to our boys at King Studios. Good old Justin, Ryan, and Ant. They, um, they're, they're, they're the shit. They're awesome. Their, their studio is great. It's a really fun work environment. Yeah, you've we love us a lot. Yeah, we love working with those guys. Um, Mishka Clothing out of uh, Los Angeles. They, um, they hook us up with some really awesome threads. So check them out. And um, yeah, just uh, check out, check us out on Spotify, Amazon iTunes, whatever, whatever you use. Stream that yeah. new album yeah, on yeah. everything possible. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll put the links in the description as well, so it won't be as hard for people to find you if they have trouble finding you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, down there, guys. Yeah, yeah. Just go down there. <laughs> well, awesome. I appreciate Thanks I appreciate so you guys taking the time to fucking hang out with me for the on this Tuesday afternoon. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah, for having man. us. Good to be uh, good to be on the phone and on on the on, on the, the video chat Skype. with somebody in the same time zone as us. Hey, that's yeah, all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one, the last one we did, it was from the UK, so I had to wake up like extra fucking early. So yeah, that, that was a bummer. <laughs> we had some what nine a.m.s. Yeah, AMs. yeah. That's what you mean, man. It's early for me. I got you. All right, guys, take it easy. All right, hey, thanks for having us, man. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.